This podcast is Entel Enhanced. To see pictures, articles and links of what's being discussed, download the Entel app. Hello, welcome to the Big Scuba Show. Hi, my name is Cristina Zanato and I'm talking to Gemma Inian on the Big Scuba Podcast. Hello, my name is Kevin Lorenzen and I'm talking with Gemma and Ian on the Big Scuba Podcast. So here we are, once again. Welcome back to the Big Scuba Podcast. We are your hosts, Gemma and Ian. Before we get cracking with today's episode, we just want to make sure you have hit that follow button or the subscribe button, depending on what platform you are listening on. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you enjoy what you're going to hear today, we would really appreciate it if you can leave a review and a five-star rating. So now that's out of the way, we just want to say welcome and thank you for all tuning in. And now it's time to dive into today's episode. Hello, this is the Big Scuba Podcast. My name's Gemma, I'm one of the co-hosts, and I have Ian, the other co-host, on the line. Hello there, hello, uh, welcome back. <laughs> and yeah, we are doing this on Zoom. Uh, we did have some plans today, but things didn't quite all go to plan. As they went all often, fluffy. <laughs> as often these things um, do on a Sunday, you know, so, uh, but there we are. Um uh, yeah, last we want to say well, thank you very much for downloading this episode. And yes. uh, you know, what is this episode all about, Jen? Tell us all about it. What the podcast is about, or what this episode yeah. is about? <laughs> what what should people listen to this episode? So the big scuba podcast is we talk about diving. So it started out talking about me starting on my scuba diving journey initially. Yeah. So previous episodes relate back to that. Um, we talk to people that are scuba divers. But we also talk to people that are involved in ocean conservation, um, doing things in the water. So we've spoken to an astronaut. They learn to scuba dive or work in the water as part of their training. So we've spoken to artists. We've spoken to underwater filmmakers. It's a big, varied bag of guests. They are. Yeah. And that is always the thing, isn't it? Once you start... That's what I'm telling my daughter at the moment that once you start diving, you never know where it's going to go. No, it's uh, so people have learned scuba diving and it's kind of shaped their career paths, yeah. As well. So, or yeah. they've completely changed tack and because they love scuba diving so much, they've gone down a different avenue. So, yeah, and this is very true. And before we get into this um episode, uh, news out this hot off the press, uh, one of the um, uh, one of the divers who we know, who we know well, um, his name is Simon Cork. Uh, he's a Norwich diver. Now, known Simon a few years now. I was dive master when actually Simon and Simon, they're both friends, uh, came on and did their open water with mm. Crystal Sea Scuba in Norwich. And uh, we were up Stony, and I was uh, dive master on their course. And um, he today... Uh, qualified as being a paddy instructor That's how awesome. cool is that yeah. yeah so a little round of applause to simon um <laughs> simon's going to make a great instructor yeah and um he's you know brilliant as a dive master uh brilliant in the water all the way through and really great with people and um yeah can i be your dive can i be your dive master now, simon? <laughs> yeah we've dived with um the both simons in the Farm yeah. islands and uh yeah they're just a, a great couple of chaps but simon yeah it's done really really well yeah i thought you were nearly gonna say they're a great couple 
that might get that might get a rumor started, might yeah. No, they're not a couple. But anyway, we ought to say you no know, seriously. Well done, the sign because that is, you know, uh, becoming it. You know, moving up from it's tough moving from being a you know just a, a advanced diver or, or dive or rescue diver to then move up to that next step as being mm-hmm. a dive master but it's a whole big leap then moving up to those dizzy heights of being a pad paddy instructor as well because mm-hmm. you know there's a lot there's a lot it to be asked of you and you know big responsibility as well so yeah. um you know that'd be awesome and it'd be great seeing him as an instructor now yeah, no, really good. Yeah, so great for the um, Norwich Crystal Seas as well to have another on the books. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. So that's really good. Uh, and it is, it's, that is another, Simon is another example that once you start your open water journey, mm. you, know, you just don't know where it's going to take it, you know, and it's good to have an open mind and say, hey, let me, let it lead me. <laughs> yes, lead you to the water. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Talking about the water. So uh, coming up, we are talking to a podcast favourite and friend of the podcast, Christina Sonato and Kevin Lorenzen. Yes, yes, we've had them on previously um, in 2020. We spoke yeah. to them both and then we had a catch up with them together in 2021. And this time we've caught up with them again together. They so, are yeah, we spoke to Christina back way, way back. One of mm. our first guests uh, in episode nine, Jim. Yeah, yeah, and I think we did maybe three episodes with Christina talking about sharks, caves, and just general diving. And I had people of the water. Rule of thumb. And I can think of, you know, instances of when we've spoke online through uh, things that Christina um, shared. Mm. Um, And also, uh, you know, when Christina's really good because she often comes out with little nuggets and we often ask on the podcast don't we you know our guests have they got a nugget to mm. share and you know that might be a one-off for or you know it's, it's a um not very often you know for these guests but for christina there you know there's a lot of depth and also um comes out with words of wisdom yes and, yeah. and not always about diving no and i think um if you have a look at her go and follow her facebook instagram linkedin twitter then you'll gain a lot from reading yeah. posts definitely. yeah and you know we you know spent a lifetime you know tw- uh, i think it's about 20 years now um studying and listening to the bahamas reef sharks mm-hmm. uh getting to know them and their understanding how they behave um spent a lifetime uh t- taking the hooks out of the sharks you mm-hmm. know when they've been caught by fishermen and what have you and snagged um the caves caves, you know with the nemo system and exploring that and kevin is now you know part of that and as a you know he really supports her and he's um helping her with the photography side of things yes yeah and it's been great for us to see their journey from 2020 and see where they are now you know in their partnership and how they're now working together with lots of projects so we spoke to christina um first uh before we um were introduced to kevin and and this is right in the midst Mm. of not just our lockdowns but in the midst of the lockdown that was happening in bahamas 
Mm. And there, if you think our lockdowns were tough, theirs was even tougher. Well, they'd also had Hurricane Dorian not long. On the back of that as well, yeah. So they'd got quite a lot of um, things to deal with. So, and that comes across in the podcast. It's, you know, it's tough times, wasn't it? Yeah. If you haven't listened to those um, episodes, there's some really, um, I would, you know, say to you, recommend do that, go back to that. Because uh, I think when Christina explains about why she got into studying and listening to the sharks um, and why she was into the into the whole caving and you know uh, and exploring that, and, and mm-hmm. she talks about um, the guy who got her into that uh, caving uh, and exploring. It's you know it's touching. It, it's um, you know. It's, is worth listening to so yeah. uh, and yeah. do that but listen to this one first and then go back. absolutely yeah definitely <laughs> you know uh just saying as well kevin is a ccr cave diver as well so i don't think you mentioned mentioned that so yeah yeah uh, so, yeah and he's become uh, quite a creative character in terms of photography and the yeah. so which is lovely to see so yeah if you look um if you're looking at any of any of the re- particularly the recent stuff of uh, Christine, either in the caves or in the uh, with her sharks, um, chances are the photo's been taken by Kevin. Mm, yeah. And actually, there's a great photo of Kevin actually uh, with a guitar, isn't there? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was all done, yeah, with them working together and uh, yeah. creative shot. It is, and it's always a it's always a pleasure. And I, there's one thing that does come to mind, um, something that we shared about, which Christina shared about beforehand um and we went diving last year and we couldn't we decided not to dive didn't we because yeah, the dive we did, site yeah, yeah, yeah. moved it was uh we were meant to be diving in norwich um and the people who had organized the dive they weren't actually divers so they didn't really understand the the whole you know um mm-hmm. uh the physics and not the physics the the whole safety thing around the risks diving, yeah. the risks involved uh, and it weren't really suitable and we called it before we even got in the water. Said, no, can't do that, I'm afraid. And it was one of them five Ennies. Remember the yeah. five Ennies? And it's something that, shared, uh, that Christina shared about a while back. And that we thought, yeah, for any reason, you know, you can call a dive. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and it, you know, it's often things like that. So if you're not following Christina um, and Kevin, then do that. And, um, yeah, uh, let's sit back and should we chat it? to them and get them on yeah yeah let's and uh, have a little natter to them and catch excellent up. we actually have a little surprise we're not we're not in the bahamas are you not <laughs> no um we actually traveled to new york oh wow, wow. cool uh, for the um our world and water scholarship society oh yeah that's our today world. isn't it Yes, it's this weekend, and I've been invited to be the keynote speaker. So, wow! Yeah, brilliant. It's been some somewhat of an adventure. <laughs> We're not. We haven't finished yet. We haven't got our luggage. So, all right. So you you're only just there then. <laughs> We uh, were supposed to arrive Thursday. We arrived uh, yesterday afternoon, uh, right in time for the social. Tonight I'm speaking, but the luggage we is somewhere. Somewhere. Oh, no. oh, you got your luggage? Oh, flip. Yeah. It's been a nightmare. We spend the night on the floor in Miami airport. It's just been like total miscommunication. One clerk told us this, the other clerk told us that. The only one that was really good is the one that got us on the flight. 
Check yeah. out there. <laughs> so that's, been, that's been chaos here in UK as well. All the air, a lot of the airlines uh, and holiday firms um, didn't think that it'd be very popular to go away. So they haven't got a lot of staff on. And but for some reason, then said, right, we'll we'll allow all these holidays and um, opened up all these tickets for people to get flights without having any staff to actually man any of the planes. I think it's the same issue here, yeah. The same issue here. People have been losing all the holidays and things. They cancelled a ton of flights because they didn't have crew. Yeah. And then uh, some of it, they're claiming that on weather, but it's just like, wait, there's two flights that go into New York and two that don't go due to weather. It's like, yeah, it was just really bizarre. It's like there were like two flights into LaGuardia to cancel, two flights into JFK to cancel, two flights into Newark to cancel. I'm like, if it was weather, it would be all of them cancel across yeah. the board. Yeah. But um, they claim it on weather with us. They claim it on pilots with other ones. We were in line with luggage. It were people that were supposed to, all American Airlines were supposed to go to Cancun, Barbados, Barbados uh, Chicago, us, uh, the entire New York thing, you know, with three airports that created because you know Newark, no, LaGuardia, JFK, they just were basically bouncing around the people. And uh, but we're here. Yeah. Um, tonight I'm speaking. I'll figure it out what to wear later. <laughs> you can go shopping. <laughs> just need to go shopping. We went yesterday a little bit to get a couple of things. We were in our clothes for like about 36 hours. So so we need to at least you know wear something a little bit different. But like tonight was supposed to be the night, and I'm like I don't feel like going get more of that stuff. But we'll see. Well, it's New yeah. York. Luckily, it's New York, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh well, New York, it's easy here. <laughs> are you there for? Are you gonna have time to have a look around? We were supposed to do our first look around yesterday morning, so we planned to come in on Thursday. You can like pots around on Friday. Uh, we'll do a little bit of look, uh, look around today. Last night we were at the social um, at the Explorers Club. We'll do yeah. lunch today at Explorers Club again, and there's an official tour, so we'll do that. Cool. And then uh, we have tomorrow and the next day. Yeah, yeah. Are you meeting so, Richard, Richard Garrett? Um, I'm maybe because he, he came on. He's the president, isn't he, of the Explorers Club? Oh no, no, no. He's not. He's not there. We basically we are with our, our World on the Water Scholarship Society. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really nice guy. Really, really nice guy. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, well, that's good. You've made it. And yeah, <laughs> yes. yes. For me, it's a big honor to speak. Um, I we we host the scholars. I've been hosting scholars for the last twelve years. Mm-hmm. So is the people that are put on my couch trained for free for a couple of weeks, and so to be asked to speak as a keynote speaker of the award dinner, the goodbye, you know, the farewell to the exiting scholars, which I just hosted, and the welcome of the new ones. Yeah, it, for me, it was very much an honor. I'm extremely nervous, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, we look forward to the yeah the announcements of who's going through. Or, yeah, yeah. We already announced yeah. it in April. Um, if you go our World and Water Scholarship Society, they have the new announcement. The um, European scholar is Hannah, and Hannah will forgive me because I don't remember her last name, but she's from Ireland. Okay. I, Hannah Douglas, and she's from Ireland. I thought uh, that was. I didn't realise that. I thought that was tonight. That's the, I must have misunderstood. Tonight is the awards ceremony, but they're already being announced. Their bios oh. already been uh, um, published. 
uh, who they are has already been uh, okay. put out there. So by the time we go to the social, we kind of have a little bit of idea who yeah. is. Yeah. Who. Yeah. It's an awesome thing to be involved in. Though, isn't it? It's a brilliant thing. It's it's pretty impressive. Yeah. It was really fun last night. We were having dinner with uh, the UK one of the UK coordinators, and then with the American. Um, she's learning how to coordinate on the Robin Parish. But next to her was uh, Stefan Andrew, and he was a former scholar from okay. 2000, I think 15, 16. And he's now also contributing He's part of the board of directors. So, um, but it's also cool to see where they go on their journeys because mm. this scholarship is, is a tremendous a shortcut. Uh, these are scholars, which is extremely well-earned. This is, this is a tough scholarship to uh, get. Yeah. And it's a tough scholarship to maintain and is a year, by the time the year's over, the scholars are, I mean, exhausted. Yeah. Mentally, physically, is a lot of travel, is a lot of expectations, a lot of deadlines. So it's not, you know, like willy-nilly, oh, you get to travel around for a year. It's like, no, 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 no. It's a mm -hmm. lot of work, adaptation. They go from host to host to host and each home they come in. And I understand, right? My rules are, Kevin rules are, then you go to, you know, Gemma's rules are, and Ian's rules are, and each the, house the they go to. The dog's rules are. <laughs> the dog's rules are, yeah. Um, but like they are, they get a shortcut. So yeah. what let's say took me 20 years to build, they can actually build it in a year if they're really good. Yeah, yeah. good fast track, yeah. But then it should it, be, shouldn't it? It should be hard work, shouldn't it? It, it is hard a challenge. Work. It is very much a hard work. Um, yeah. Trust me, I watch them. They they are. Well, they don't stop. I mean, they they don't stop. You know, they either you either training and diving, and then you come back, and obviously we don't stop either. But our I guess we take it for granted in a certain way. But these are like 22, yeah. 24, and they come back and they're like we need to do this and they keep thinking about the next thing the next email the next interview the next project they have reports to write they have posts to make they have sponsors to thank um i remember having some of them where at a certain point at 10 o'clock i'd be like right okay now you eat something <laughs> yeah um, so they they definitely they definitely work hard and yeah. again you know household rules and we we live in a small apartment i wake up at five and i tell them listen at five i cannot be tiptoeing around my living room mm -hmm. i have to put on coffee and i need to start working yeah. um so it's not that i tip, wake up just to wake you up but like i need to stop start working so you wake up with me. yeah it's your rules yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's really I mean, you can try to sleep, but I'm not going to tiptoe. I need to turn the lights on. I need to make my coffee. I need to sit at the computer. Sometimes I do those 6 a.m. calls. I do 6 a.m. podcasts. I do six, because I communicate with the eastern part of the world, which is yeah. already ahead. Mm -hmm. And I need to do it before I head out of the door to go diving. What's happened in the last year? Because obviously we've got so many followers and obviously they're keen to follow your journey as well. And, you know, just follows on from, I think it was episode 70 the last time we spoke to you. Wow. <laughs> It was when? Episode 70. So it's back in May last year it came out. When we oh, spoke wow. to you both. And then because obviously we spoke to you before that, you was one of originally one of our first and early guests. Yes. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So, wow. It's like, well, well, yeah, you guys are doing great. I follow a little bit. I'm sorry, I'm not as active. I just see them like, oh wow, they're amazing. Like, and then 
obviously we have to right. scoot out we, and do everything else. We 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 know that you get sort of kind of um, you know pushed and pulled from you know different areas and you know different people. But, you know, it's fine. It's cool. Yeah, but no, we're just plodding along. Aren't yeah, we? Well, yeah, not plodding, yeah. but we're yeah moving forward, and yeah, it's amazing yeah. where it's going at the moment. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it takes a lot of work. We know that. Yeah. We can see you. You're putting in a lot of work. A lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> we get there. Yeah. But yeah, it's a matter. You know, you. I'm sure you. You. I feel like I'm talking to somebody who who knows this probably more than I do. You know, it's all a matter of balance, isn't it? It's about you know you do a bit of time here. Work has to come first because that's what keeps the roof over our heads uh that has to come first kids as well you know and then whatever's left that's what's time is on the podcast and anything else yeah i mean for us it's maybe a little bit easier because work is uh comes first but also work is our passion yeah. mm. so in a certain way but work comes first between the passion and the work is still work comes first luckily i think um, there is a component of passion no matter what. Yeah. Right? yeah. When we go back, we we actually have not a scholar, but we're hosting someone else right now. And she's actually watching the dog. So when we go back, I'm going to finish her cavern course. And then we have a couple of artistic ideas that Kevin and I want to develop. And she's going to help with that. So it's a mix of like, okay, hosting a, hosting a student, doing our thing. And then it's like, okay, now we go and play for a day. And well, then it's also seeing for them to see how we actually live, how, mm. yeah. how our day-to-day life actually is. Yeah. I tell them, I said, you know, like I have a lot of people, I receive a lot of messages. You started as well. Um, oh, I want to do what you do. How do I get to do what you do? I want to work every day with sharks. How do I do that? And it's like, you know, what you see is, is this, right? What's below that is massive. Yeah, like an iceberg. <laughs> is massive. Yeah. And I call it the tip of the iceberg. All you see in a certain way, maybe I'm guilty, but I try to be a little bit better on social media. Oh, Christina's working with the sharks. Christina's working with the caves. It's kind of like, yes, but Christina wakes up at five so that we can do the emails, the communications, the post, the answering and all of that. Because by 8 a.m., by 7 a.m., we have to have walked the dogs. We have to have prepare the gear and we're shooting out of the door to go into mm. the other part what's been happening the last year in terms of Oof. sharks caves and then any other projects people of the water so all right um well i think the the, the biggest change uh for for me has been professionally yeah. i i took up a complete well we took up a completely uh freelance um route so I completely abandoned the managerial part of what was my job mm-hmm. and uh, dived literally <laughs> into strictly our two biggest passions, which is basically sharks and caves. Yeah. And yeah. finally was able to eliminate that part that I kept telling people, you know, just like uh, sometimes you need to do certain things uh, to do others. And right now we're like really in the midst of doing something that we're truly passionate about yeah we're basically doing all the things that we love doing and we don't have to do all the things that we didn't really want to do yeah and it's, yeah so and you're completely and we're busier than ever yeah. is <laughs> absolutely scary um we have uh, uh, 10 dry boxes of gear in our living room um mm. for the people that don't know we live with three giant dogs in a you know 60 square meters apartment and uh, we basically launched without uh 
any preparation. And for years, I wanted to prepare. I wanted to do this. I needed to have this lined up. And I was checking the cost and checking this and checking that. And it was never the appropriate time. And then I guess life and circumstances just went uh, push. Oh, by the way, you're ready. <laughs> and I was like, ah, yep, I'm ready. But also all the circumstances that happened also showed us that we were ready, that we actually could do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. we weren't depending on the other job anymore that we actually could do this on our own yeah. we kept yeah. waiting for everything to be lined up perfectly uh for us to do the launch and then there was nothing like there was nothing left is absolute the desert and we were still standing we were like uh wait uh, but this is working mm-hmm. and and so then we started figuring things out we're still you know figuring things out but it's just we're very busy um very happy with the kind of busy that we are i'm teaching yeah. which is my absolute passion and kevin is all into his camera camera and <laughs> but christina and kevin that's really good that you've come back on and uh you know come back to join us today for this episode you know how now um you things are kind of returning back to normal is it good? You know, are you are you finding, you know, you said you're busy, but are you finding things still like exciting now things have gone back or have they not gone back to as they were before the COVID and all that? Or the, is it things now gone back in a different way, would you say? Are you still doing things the same or? No, we had to change completely. Yeah. Completely our model, the models operandi, and uh, uh, I'm glad things are not the same. Mm-hmm. This is this is the biggest the biggest thing is in hindsight, um, with two years struggle. Don't get don't get us wrong. I mean, the, yeah. we had the double tap. We had the Hurricane Dorian, and then we had COVID, and they were like literally back to back yeah. in the midst of it. We um, questioned. We, we spoke we, to you, didn't we, uh, a couple of times? You know, right in the thick of your lockdowns, and actually we were in lockdown as well. Then yep. I think on the last time we were out, and you were still in Still lockdowns in, yeah. as well so you're you had a much rougher time of it than what we had in the uk definitely well, we questioned it kevin questioned it more seriously maybe than i did i was a little bit more obsessed but there's also a timeline that is different i have put in like 26 years and kevin had put it was in the beginning of his career and kevin can share more about that thought as it happened uh, but in hindsight it was uh I know this is going to sound crazy, but the, the best thing that could ever happen to us, it literally really proved that no matter the adversities, we were resourceful, we were resilient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, something that in a certain way I can say I know in you, because I went through, I don't know, however many hurricanes and storms and interruptions, but it was the little last maybe scab to be put off. Um, so for us in hindsight, now that I want another one to happen, ever, no, no. thank you very much, we're good. <laughs> Put it in a pocket as an experience. But ultimately, yes, it was a demonstration. I, I hope it's been a demonstration for quite a few people. I know a lot of people mm. suffered and struggled. Maybe some have not recovered, but I would say it was uh, positive in the end. Yeah. Yeah. In the end, yeah. uh, we can look at what have we learned and what has meant for us. Kevin can share his part of the journey. Yeah, because I mean, I was still fairly early in the career. So, and then all of these things happened, and it felt like all the things that I was working for and working towards just kind of like got pulled away. Mm-hmm. And 
then you know you start questioning is it worth living this life if i can you know do anything anymore so i was considering you know should i keep doing this or not and now i mean at when you look at it in hindsight then we are in a better place than ever you yeah. Know, yeah. really because usually you know when you try to do something new like this big and moving on our own you're always like okay i want everything to be lined up perfectly before we do this shift but you will never get there yeah no, no that's a perfect always, world yeah there's, there's always going to be something that is not lined up and you have an excuse not to do it but now we were pushed into doing it and it's better than ever it's quite cool in some regards because i think um if I, if i'm trying to think of a positive but the positive is that is push people to make evaluations and and take time to reflect upon their lives take a risk think. as and well you've been you've done that mm. you know uh and thought right you know what you, you rather than work 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 and then the, the whole life balance is so skewed wrong uh yeah. and you're not enjoying things it was a time to think actually i'm going to change the way i go about things and get the balance in life Better. And come out a lot happier. And I think a lot of, we speak yeah. to a lot of people. Who yeah, don't. yeah, definitely. I would say absolutely. I remember the day we walked home with this letter. And like I said, for me, it was 26 and a half years of dedication to one company. And uh, I put the backpack down and I was just like, oh, I said, that's it. Yeah. And, you know, no more income, no more assurance, nothing. But um, the only thing that I felt was relief yeah mm. in a certain way it's a choice that i had been hoping and i've been talking with other people like this is you know like there's some people says well i go to work hoping that they're going to fire me <laughs> well that and, and if people are listening if you're going to work thinking oh i just wish they would fire me then that is that is that is your fever this is a thermometer your fever is mm. over 106 mm. your is bad you need to go to a hospital and but I talked to another dear friend of mine. She said, you know, I go to work thinking, oh, I wish they would fire me. And they didn't fire me. They just said, well, you're home. You're done. Thank you very much for your 26 years of service. And I came home and I actually felt really fear. Remember, we came home and I said, I said, wow, that's it. Yeah, you feel and like you breathe. The phone went quiet. My commitments to do all their social media were quiet. The crazy calls and everything went quiet. And in the silence... And that burden that kind of like lifted all of a sudden, I was just kind of like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling better. I have more energy and I'm happier. And I literally was like, we'll figure it out where we get the next paycheck from. Now, this required for us also to adapt. Yeah. Right? Mm. We come from the diving industry. So for like quite some time, we actually had to figure other things out. It's not that things came on a silver tray. It's like, oh, you know, we're going to stay at home for a year and a half figuring things out. So we still had to work very hard. We had to be resourceful. We had to be a little bit inventive. But also that taught us, it's really funny. Every time something happens, you know, a mixed reservation, the boat that we charter boat breaks down, the storm is coming. We look at each other and we literally go, eh, it's going to sort itself out. <laughs> Usually it does. Usually it does. Yeah. Mm, yeah yeah it's only a drama that you've got up here that makes it a problem so. yeah and once you re release that once you release that energy and that drama thing it really it's not that really things work themselves out magically but then you approach them differently and that energy that you exude is basically how you end up working with that and it's one of those you know people said oh i guess you 
you bet you wish you'd done it 10 years earlier. And I'm like, in a certain way, yes. In a certain way, no. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the mature time. I'm a 50. Did I wish I'd done this at 40? Maybe, but maybe at 40, I was not ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of caves and caving, how's that changed from a couple a year or so ago? Are you still doing like investigation work and exploratory work? Well, we are having some issues now with the new DEPP permits. Mm-hmm. The Palmas came out with these permits that you need for doing any kind of research. Including surveying caves. Really? Yeah. yeah. And why do, why do they bring the permits out? That's a long story. They say it's to protect the local knowledge, but then these permits are like extremely, they're $1,500 per person. <laughs> and uh, they're like, well, oh, we want to prevent the, the, yeah. the pharmaceutical company from coming in and acquire the knowledge to get cancer out of the course. And like, the pharmaceutical company, $1,500 per person, they just, you know, they dish them out for breakfast with the peanuts. Um, for us, it ends up being, you know, like $3,000 for us to go and explore, wow. map, survey, and provide mm-hmm. all this information for free. So we pay for us to go. We pay our gear, our fuel, our technology. And on top of that, we have to pay the permits, then provide all of this for free. So we're kind of like on hold with exploration in itself, mm-hmm. uh, primarily survey. We are not stopped from exploring we can still hike through the forest and explore and, and submerge and go and if we want lay land but we are right now holding back a little bit on the um survey part literally yeah. making them out but we've been cave diving more but also one of the issues with the permits as well is it's a new process and they haven't really figured it out how it works so it's not just you know fill in the form and send it in and you're good to go yeah it's kind of like they're still figuring out how to yeah do this. they launched the website and the website wasn't even like working correctly yeah. so we just sit in here and, and just let it let it sort itself there's more powerful ngos that are taking care of figuring these permits out mm. but at the same time we've been cave diving more i've been teaching more cave diving so i had more requests than i've ever had maybe in the last five six years which is really cool um we have more guided tours as well. more guided tours uh, like cave certified cave divers that want to come and do rebreather cave divers. It's just been, um, mm. and it's very dynamic because it's like I said, one on one. And especially the guided tours, you know, you can look at the diver, you usually do a traditional, okay, let's go in this cave, in this tunnel with this cave diver, see how you are, and see also how you we are. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, wow, that's your level. Okay, now we can go this part of the cave, or I'm going to take him that part of the cave and. Uh, yeah that must be good yeah because it's you know that's all growth for you as well isn't it having different people come in different levels yeah yeah like you had um the guest that came in with the camera and then you end up taking videos of him with the camera so he hands the camera over to kevin it was a very nice camera very nice camera (laughs) (laughs) i I told him you could leave it behind but he didn't (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing, you know, you don't just sit there and go A, B, C, A, B, C, A, B, C. Yeah. It, you really jump around. Well, you you personalize it for each person. So it's mm. very custom, whatever they do, that's yeah. for their level. And even the teaching I do yeah. is very custom made. Each person that can, can connects me, some um, maybe they're a little bit uncomfortable, but they're divers, but they want to do this and they're curious. And so I do these one day skills. I tell them, let's not take a course because a course has performance requirements. Yeah. So to have a card, you need to do these five things. 
but maybe you just need to really work on these two things. So mm-hmm. I, I do this one-on-one, I call it uh, diving ergonomics. And it's something that you do with me. I plop you in the water and I literally watch you and I let you dive. I just want to see what happens, what gear are you wearing, what fins are you wearing, how do you kick, how is your body position? And I love that part of teaching. Yeah. And then I'll do little tweaks. Like, you know, like, oh, what would you like to try? Some people, I made them try different fins. Some people, I just adjusted a little bit the harness that they were wearing or the BCD that they were wearing. And their diving changes completely. Then Mm -hmm. we go into whatever the other, if they want to do a course. So each person, I have the luxury, right? The the capability, which I've had it before, even when I was teaching open water courses, I still do that. Mm -hmm. But it's a luxury and capability to also get those divers that maybe did not have that treatment during their open water or advanced course to finesse without having the pressure of conquering a card to then go and maybe do something that I really wanted to do. Like I just did a lady, she did one day of that. And then we ended up doing a shark course and a cavern course. I have another lady, she's coming in. We're going to do two days of that. Plus a wreck diving course, a shark course, and like one day of cavern tour. She doesn't want to do the class. So everything is, uh, for me, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's so personalized to each person and they're so different, even though it could be the same course we're doing but they're so different and we customize it to the people and how they are. Yeah. It never, it's never the same course. I mean, no. it's always, it's always different. It's weird. Cause like I've said to Gemma um, quite a lot, you know, for, to help Gemma, I think uh, become a stronger diver to get some diving with some other divers and not just me, because it's very easy um, to get into a pattern with one particular mm. diver um and it, when i think it if there's anything that makes you think about your training is when you dive in with somebody new because you it's very easy to get familiar with a, a, a certain yeah. diver um when you when all you've ever known is one particular diver and i think it'd be really good for Gemma to get some other skills learn you know go dive with some other people because people do dive it's quite interesting uh what i'm coming to is you analyzing how people are in the water because in just in my limited experience of and i can see how people are very different when they're in the water you know and some people take it to dive and very natural they're, they're just like fish yeah, where some people aren't you know and their fin movements are a lot more and they they stir a lot more dirt, dirt, dirt up and things like that and some people like way up from the from the bottom some people like to virtually go along the ground you know and we all and some people don't always stick to the plan either and that's been my experience and you kind of think, hold on a minute, I've got to remember my training here and I'm going to stick to the plan. And although they're now going to wander off into the deep. And that stuff, happened to us the other week, didn't it? Yeah, you know, and that's happened to me a few times, you know, um, when you get put with people um, who don't know to dive with. Um, and I think that'd be a really good experience for Gemma, uh, just to broaden Gemma's experience in diving. When you when you're looking at people in the water, like you said, you might get them to change their fins. 
what sort of things are you looking at? What, what you know, what comes I look to at mind? Two, uh, well, that's the thing. I look at two things. Uh, uh, first of all, I actually look at their mindset. So most of the people that contact me and um, through what they write, I actually say, hey, would you like to connect with a Zoom call? So like it's literally a personalized service. So I'll hop on an hour and a half, two hour Zoom call with someone who has committed zero to come and visit me. And we have a conversation and I ask questions, you know, would you dive, some are diving questions, but people express themselves. So for the, the mindset is, mm -hmm. I think, the key into unblocking people's potentials. And so that is the way I do it, the way I actually go at it. And it's very much this, I've had students that before the committee, we did two, three Zoom calls. I said, can we hop on another Zoom call? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, that way they get to know me. Uh, they're investing a lot of time, they invest in money, they need to feel that our energy is compatible, because it might be instructors that your energy is not compatible with, there might be students that your energy is not compatible with, and that is the thing, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. Uh, I changed six yoga teachers before finding my yoga teachers for life. Yeah. Uh, the other ones were good yoga teachers, not bad yoga teachers, just was not the one that really get me so I do these zoom calls and then we come in we come up with a little schedule by the time we hit the water we already talked several hours two to three up to four hours of conversation of uh, exchanging experiences where have you been what have you done and then um, I have certain things for certain gears how it's shaped I know immediately what it's going to do in the water and I know how that gear, depending on the diver, will affect the diver no matter what. Mm. Only if I put it like, I, I haven't dived with you guys, so I can't say that, but I know if I put it on me and Kevin, we can adapt really quickly on the gear. But I look to the gear and, and I know that gear creates more difficulties in a different kind of set. Mm. And I'm sorry to say, but there's, it's not a manufacturer thing, is models or shapes. Mm. Of yeah. each manufacturer. So everybody thinks their gear is too super perfect. You know, there's every manufacturer creates extremely good harnesses and BCDs, and then they do a model, and I'm like, uh, yeah. Then I put them in the water and we go diving. We literally go swimming, and then I start watching body position, so the trim. I start watching kicking techniques where the legs are. I start watching how much of their hand movements you're using. Uh, their respiration, which is another one that is also triggered by, by the mindset. Yeah. And usually on the first dive, I try to adjust very, very little, mm -hmm. like very minimal things. You know, maybe I remind them little things, but I just let them dive. They need to, maybe they haven't been diving for two, three months. Maybe they're coming out of COVID, hiatus, so that's even longer. And then we come up and we discuss it, what I've seen what I think, what I recommend. Um, shifting sometimes the position of weights on somebody's gear, shift literally how they dive. Shifting mm -hmm. the displacement between one fin model and the other. And Kevin here can tell, share his story of shifting fins during your cave class, uh, what meant. And it's not that one fin is better than the other, is like that fin specifically works with this body type on this tool. Um, some women have, for example, very floaty legs. Mm -hmm. So putting in a little bit of a heavier fin helps them not having to constantly try to 
kind of like compensate for these heavy legs. Some guys have very heavy legs. So you put in a different kind of fin and allows them to actually have a little bit of a lift. Shifting the weights from a waist position into just a back of the shoulders position just gives you that. So I do like little personalized tricks. Mm. Then eventually I might might say, you know, I really see that combination of what you're wearing is... hmm. I had a student, she came in uh, at, she she was like maybe 90 pounds of weight. Uh, what is it? 35, ki- no, sorry. Yeah, 45 kilos of yeah. weight. Tiny, tiny little woman. And she was diving in fresh water with a seven mil with 17 kilos of weight. Wow, that's oh. heavy. And she came to me, she said, I cannot die. She was convinced that she wow. could not die. She thought she was the worst diver ever. And she, <laughs> every other person that she went to, she took course after course after course. And every time they made her buy a new BCD, she's like, should I buy? I said, stop buying. I said, so I'm not, it's not that I change gear immediately. I said, stop buying gear. I said, tell me what you have. And then I said, okay, bring down this one. We can work with this one. Right. And she came in and she's like, oh, you'll see tomorrow it's salt water. I need more than that. And I'm like, mm, no. Mm-hmm. And we ended up having her in four kilos of salt water with a seven mil. Wow. Right. In what three days of work. Uh, and then I said, I only had three days because she booked me at the last minute. And then she stayed to go diving more while I was doing something else. And she went out with a regular group and she sent me the message on, on what's happened the next day. She said, it's the first time I went diving and I had fun. Yeah. Wow. What a difference. Yes. And to me, I've done this, my open water students, I've done that with my open water students. All it takes is a little bit extra time. Some of yeah. it is experience, but basically that's what I do. And the first one starts here. Yeah. Yeah. It starts with the mindset, the body, you know, how tense they are or not, how they breathe. And sometimes all I have to do is work on that. Yeah. Yeah. And then that hopefully prolongs their scuba, you know, journey and their life. It's just, whereas, you know, like that lady, she might just said, well, I'm not doing it anymore. She's about to give up. And then Mm. she found, she found me somehow. And I had the first Zoom and then we had another Zoom and then we had a third Zoom and then she finally came down. And I met her for dinner. We had one more talk and she was super nervous. And I said, I said, let's just go in the water. I said, don't worry about it. Let's just go in the water. There's no performance requirements because sometimes that's the other issue, right? You keep taking all these courses instead of just going diving. Diving, yeah. So I have a cave student uh, and she did the first, she did the side mount, then went side mount diving. And now she came back to finish her intro. And I told her that like, Ian, I totally agree with you. I said, why don't you go cave diving somewhere else? Mm-hmm. Go and experience other caves. Go experience other cave divers. So she's going to Mexico and then she's coming back to me to finish her full cave. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. No, so are all your courses one-to-ones or do you do bigger groups? Um, if I do bigger if it's a book together, mm-hmm. like if it's a family. Yeah. But I will not pair two students that I don't know and don't know each other. That's yeah. really, really good. Yeah. So a husband and wife want to do it together. Um, you know, but like uh, two friends want to do it together, say we want to do this together. Absolutely, I split. So we split the shark courses, we split the shark experience, I do the overhead, but they have to come in together. So if the two of you said, Christina, I want to come and do your cavern class, yes. But if Gemma calls me and she doesn't know Ian, she said, I want to come for the cavern class, then Gemma's on the cavern class and 
it will be very rare for me to say, Ian wants to come and do the camera class. I said, okay, I'm going to pair you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes maybe the cavern class will be the only one where I would pair a couple of people just because it's actually easier to teach when you have to. But otherwise, no. Uh, if you're coming to, to do in David ergonomics or anything, it's you and you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's very well, it's personalized then as well, isn't it? And it yeah. makes it a bit different to your standard open water. Do course. you get people come to you who want to learn tech diving? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, primarily the, the side mount my two main things are side mount and overhead and overhead is caves not wrecks i'm yeah not, i mean we don't really have wrecks in the bahamas the deeper said that weren't the kind of tight i mean everything is artificial so but i a side mount usually um and caves are my my two forte for yeah. tech diving i'm hoping i'm trying to figure it out how to get the the rebreather people the one i want to do side mount rebreather specifically mm. but with time a little bit of yeah. we're in the infancy of trying to push that as a next but thing i, will I think do. we're getting there we're starting to move yes we have i've had enough requests it's just a threshold but now we've figured out something else with the manufacturers i have a little threshold because coming to the bahamas is expensive and then on top of that you put a rebreather and a rebreather class but uh we're figuring out a different route and it's yeah. going to be uh, come and t- try the rebreather, dive the rebreather, uh, do your certification, then eventually uh, decide if you want to buy that rebreather. So there's right. no initial investment in the rebreather itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is the biggest part of that. This is the biggest part yeah. of the whole back. So we're figuring out with the manufacturer how to have a couple of rebreathers for people to take the class. Yeah. Yeah. Without having to invest seven, eight thousand dollars into a unit, and you go, oh wow, this is not the unit for me. It's like, ouch. Yeah, yeah. they are about ten, about ten thousand pounds mm. over here. But it, uh, so the kiss that I use is the six thousand four hundred, but yeah. that's bare minimum. That's without your sheer water computer. That's without if you want a um, couple of bells and whistles. If you want the thermostatic regulated uh, canisters, if to uh, by the time you put in at least one computer, um, you know, either Fisher cable or fixed head or anything like that, yes, you're hitting the eight, nine thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Kevin, do you help in the courses as well, or yes, do you I do. Have your own project. Usually, do, usually do like the two of us are going to be there. I might uh-huh. be there and you know taking pictures of them or videos, and they can actually see themselves. And it, I think it helps a lot when you do something and you don't necessarily know what it is you're doing how you look and then mm. once you see the video and you know in the water you say oh you did these things and then once they see the videos they're like ah okay i got it i can see what you're talking about i understand now yeah so i think that's a good teaching tool as well and have them see yeah how they look yeah so you mentioned camera and video work because we haven't really spoken to to you about that in the past so is that kind of developed over the last couple of years <laughs> Yes, it has very much. I mean, since Christina mistakenly handed me her camera on one dive, she hasn't seen it again afterwards. But <laughs> and I very much, you know, fell in love with it and been doing a lot since. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful thing to get to get around, get your head around, I think, photography. Is that I'm trying to encourage my daughter at the moment in photography. And um, like, and she's now going to start to learn the dive as well. 
I think that'd be really cool to uh, to master photography. Um, and there's, there's so many aspects to it as well. Yeah. You can always keep improving mm. if it's, you know, videography, if it's photography. And then we also just started photogrammetry, which is a lot of fun to do as well. Wow. wow. The thing is, he has actually, when I handed him the camera and I looked at him, he has uh, photography is a technique, but it's also in a way artistic view. Oh, good. Art. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, uh, and I realized where I have, you know, I have the technical skills maybe but him he really has a better eye than i do and yeah. it is what it is but like we were doing i don't know if you've seen it but we did some pictures in this hole with this ladder in and yeah. i've been in there with several photographers i've been in there taking pictures myself and i was diving with a student and we were at the end of the dive so he said oh there's a beautiful light i'm just gonna go and take some pictures and he literally for the first time in the last 27 years that i dived that whole position in a way to exploit the light and the silhouettes that no one else had ever seen it, including myself of being in that hole. And I'm like, oh, wow, I never thought about that point of view. Mm -hmm. And it was just absolutely stunning. It was like, oh yeah, that makes you know perfect sense to me. So yeah, I haven't seen my camera since, um, <laughs> <laughs> but in a certain way, it's kind of cool uh, to see. What, what camera equipment do you use? Do you mind me asking? We have a GH5. Yeah. What what is that? It's a Sony. The Sony GH5. Okay. Not Panasonic. Panasonic. Sorry, Panasonic. Oh, Panasonic, Panasonic GH5. GH5 yeah. in a Isopta housing, which is Italian yeah. and yeah. red, because you know uh, how your housing looks has everything to do with how you take pictures. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most important. And then we use Eon strobes. Um, oh, right. yeah, we're yeah, hoping yeah. for the Isotta strobes, but they're not. Uh, available now i think but it's been kind of hard and then we have kelden video lights that we usually use for on the caves yeah so we do a lot of photography with video lights photography not only videography with video lights rather than actually strobes yeah um we've been experimenting a lot it's actually really really cool stuff i've come up sometimes with the ideas or maybe kevin come up with the ideas then i have like the execution part of the technical right i'm gonna uh, do this, we're going to put the tank there, we're going to do this with the regulator, because some of it is like, let's say, uh, creative, mm. uh, the pictures that I did with Kevin and the guitar. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. he was That's taking good. gas from a tank, and then we were hiding it, and then we did the stage lights. So I'll come up with more the technical execution of something, yeah. and then... Um, he's done the pictures, I've done the pictures. So it's kind of fun. Yeah, we now we started there. on a new project. Yes. Want to tell them? Yes, we can tell them. So we started kind of like on a project. I have a little bit of a side project. I wanted to do, I wanted to combine my two passions, which is, you know, the underwater world and music. Yeah. yeah. So I'm started to write a instrumental album that I wanted to do. Oh, wow. Cool. And the idea was to have an underwater picture that represents, you know, each song. Yeah. So it's like a song and then with a picture. Yeah. So we're kind of like working out the ideas for the pictures um, for each song and then that's brilliant. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. It's just another aspect of the underwater world, isn't it? And yeah. what it can open up. It's just and yeah. when you think about it, you know how uh, one of the best things about being underwater sometimes is is the sound, isn't it? And you know, you we've had somebody on. They talk about the reef, 
noises. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and when you don't hear the boat, I'm not talking about the boat noises sometimes you hear, but actually just being able to listen and you do hear the noises of the of the sea and that is a is an amazing thing. So yeah, we're doing the tour. Although there's some 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 creatures that are extremely quiet. Yeah. <laughs> we were out in that well, the, those turtles. I mean, they're humongous. We've been having turtles on the dives. They're like oh, two wow. meter long turtle, and you turn around, they're literally here. So it's like, how do you get closer? Yeah, because they're silent. They're completely silent to us, at least. The sharks are silent, so it's kind of fun in a certain way. You know, there's like this mm. two and a half meter. And the sharks make any noise at all? No, sharks cannot make any noise. There is one shark that we know that can make a little of a guttural like almost like a booming sound yeah but sharks are completely quiet uh, absolutely yeah. quiet is just one of the characteristics of sharks yeah. so it's like it's funny right you go diving at tiger beach there's like four meter tiger sharks and uh think about like what an elephant would do as a noise yeah. or mm. even a cow through a field and you have this a four meter sharks gliding through absolutely quiet or like the loggerhead turtles just like lately has been loggerhead turtle galore wow and two meters long it's yeah. just like huge <laughs> you're huge and you just turn around and I was, I was like you know like if you don't physically look that way it'll pass behind you and mm. you never see it and it's like looking at a you know, the size of a mini car, like a little uh, Volkswagen buggy, and you still don't see it, it don't feel it. That's that's incredible part yeah. as well. But yes, we've been doing um, those ones for us is like the fun part. Yeah. yeah. We have the cave and then we do the creative part uh, for us is fun. In a certain way, it's it's but, not easy, but it's easy. Yeah, well, and but that's the thing, right? Is on our day off we go back in the water. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Um, but you do what you love. Yeah, I just and again I get all these emails. Oh, I want to do. How do I do it? How do I start? And I usually tell them, I said, there's there's two things. Said, you have to love this way, 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 way more than you think you love it. Because when you start doing it professionally, there might be the day where you wake up and you have a headache or a stomach ache. Uh, there might be the day where you cannot go out celebrating the night before because the next day you do have a client, mm -hmm. right? And uh, and that's part of the package. So you go out there even if you're saying, oh God, I'm, I'm going to be really cold today, but it's part of your professional part. So to, how do you keep the passion alive? And I tell people, so you have to keep something for yourself. Yeah. I've always been diving one step higher than what I teach. I teach here. I go diving here. That's mine. That's my challenge. I start teaching here, then I go diving here. And there's one part that remains private, remains secluded, and remain remained ours because you need to do that to keep your fuel and your passion alive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. the, the cookie cutter repetition is what's going to kill it. And that's the reason why I think where we are right now with the variety, being able to custom made, even if I'm teaching the same side mount class, side mount is so challenging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, is what I think will keep anyone that wants to be in diving interested. Yeah. You learn, you dive, but then for the professionals is keep something for yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah that because must get tricky you are going to burn out yeah that must get tricky though because you you you've always come over uh to me as being you know very passionate about your training with your with your students and the people who you are mentoring 
um, and being able to hold something back for yourself, that, that must be tricky, I guess. No, because I don't hold back on my students. No. It's not that I hold I back. Like that. I for, okay, uh, for us is, uh, uh, I do teach cave diving and I do teach advanced cave diving, yeah. but the level of exploration that we do, you know, four hour dive on a rebreather or anything like that, yeah. that is uh, mine and mine only. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, might be that once in my lifetime I get the one student that can actually go at that level. Yeah. But by the time they get to that level, they're usually, you know, they build themselves up to that. So there's a one part of what I do that is ours, the creative yeah. part. Although we're thinking about creating a workshop for what we do on the water with the images and yeah. yeah. Um, there's a lot of people that do that already. They do like the dress and the picture. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The swimming pool. We want to come up with something a little bit different. We really want to. Mm. Well, the keepers are well known for that. You, I think you know them, don't you? The... Ken and Kimber. Yeah. The keepers. Keepers. Yes. And there's uh, so is uh, Lucia Drakova. So they do like it's in the pool. It has a safety diver. This yeah. is what yeah. they do. We're thinking about creating something that is just requires a different kind of diver and it's like well how do you do it you know mm. how do you do negative breathing how do you do sinking how do you kind of like do it obviously i'm going to be there as a as a safety diver yeah but also how do you actually become yourself more empowered into into what it is and i guess lighting will come into it as well doesn't it for to get good photos and all that is play with lighting mm -hmm. and it's very we're clever. not going to do the photography part we want yeah. to do the um you know i had somebody say so how do you stay on the ocean floor with your eyes open in salt waters like yeah. how do you get there and so that is a part of workshop that we want to do we're still going to do the pictures we're not photographers enough we feel to teach you how to take those pictures mm -hmm. we'll take the pictures but is how do you get yourself to open your eyes on the water in salt water yeah for that picture yeah. um and to be confident and, and to be confident yeah. well, i want you to be confident i want you not just to do it for the pictures but you know it's just like wow that was really you know stressful there's like six people around you to help you accomplish that is that's my fun confident with one or two people to be you comfortable in the water to be mm -hmm. able to be part of the creative process yeah. so yeah. we're yeah, it's exciting time it's it really exciting. So it's good to yeah. bring you <laughs> well we also thing. just launched a trip yeah, we start doing liverboard trips. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, very good. So the concept behind that is a liverboard explored the shark of the Bahamas. And yeah. The component is being on board and have like educational parts, the mm. one that I use a lot on social media, and do the part where they actually get to experience the shark dive that we do. Yeah. yeah. They don't get to do the hands-on like the courses we do, but there's still, there's no other liverboards that does the kind of shark dive that I do with the Caribbean Reef. And yeah. so that's going to be part of the trip. So we'll do uh, that shark dive, uh, why it's done like that, the differences of so swimming with the sharks and um, diving with the sharks with a traditional shark dive, going to Tiger Beach or some amazing reef around the island that mm. you can now reach on a day trip. Yeah. Uh, but the key component is get to really know and understand sharks. Yeah. Through this combination we're going to do this for this structure dive now watch we're going to go down and we're going to do 
something right after the structure dive that everybody else will tell you that is, you know, you shouldn't be doing that, that is going to, that this is what's going to happen. Like, let me show you what I know that I've done for 30 years, yeah. but combine it and combine mm. it with education to also dispel some of the myths of what it is related with shark diving, shark handling. And, you know, sometimes you still get a little bit of a um, backlash still because people yeah. are ignorant of and of what really is it the truth of what's going on so i'm like well we're just gonna make you experience you both we're gonna do a structure shark dive with my caribbean reef sharks we're gonna come up i'm gonna take my chain suit off leave everything on board the, 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 the boat and then we're going back down to do an unstructured dive with all the sharks that we've just been structure shark diving with and see what happens <laughs> here it is here's your proof yeah. so we're gonna do that uh, throughout uh, the first one is around the islands of grand bahama Okay. But we actually explore another option. Uh, nobody has considered that island in the Bahamas and it has uh, two uh, facets of the trip. So we, I need to go and scout a little bit more. Yeah. 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 See if the people that told me, you know, like they're like, oh, here there's plenty, blah, blah. It's like, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll see. I want to come and scout and create something a little bit different. Yeah, unique experience again. Will be good. That'd be good for you, you, the people who want to go on yeah. board, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, how are you? All the sharks that have you had any new sharks appeared? Ones disappeared. The one with the, the, the yeah. Unfortunately, we had uh, fairies new. Well, was it grandmother? Wasn't it grandmother? Grandmother was there. Yeah. Crook, hook, grandma. Uh, Stumpy. Vulcan Stumpy. We haven't seen her. Hmm. She was not doing too well. She was really, really skinny. Man, she was about 13 years old. She was reaching the end of her. Yeah. How, how, what's their sort of lifespan, roughly? Generally? 15 to 18. Yeah. So when I record a shark for 13 years on the same dive site, wow. I think they don't come as soon as they're born. Mm. And she was getting a little bit skinnier, and then she was gone for a while. Then she came back, and now we haven't seen her. In no. Four or five no. months. Yeah. yeah. Um, but hook, crook. Vulcan, uh, Steph, uh, uh, Liz uh, are there. I can't believe you remember all grandma. the names. Huh? <laughs> you do well, you remember all the names. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I remember all of them. I'm just trying to think also who is there. Half Bay. Half Bay came back. She yes. wasn't gone for she was gone for a few months and now she's back. A couple of the nurse sharks. For Fecula is there. For Fecula is there. Have you ever, ever? Do they like stay reasonably local or do they actually wander quite away they um, stay they stay reasonably yeah. local yeah yeah i mean you'll see them on dive sites you know maybe like even just a couple of kilometers away but it's yeah that's still considered local so yeah regular. it's not far for them is it yeah so sharks are doing are doing pretty good we have a new girl um i call her fairy um from fairy tale but she's been badly cut by a propeller Mm. and she lost her tail and then she had two giant cuts so you know um she's a fairy without a tail so she's <laughs> <on> a fairy <laughs> and uh she is doing amazingly good she swims first, all right without a tail she's missing the part the upper part yeah right. the lower part she can still speed up and everything when we first saw well, it's her, funny yeah when she came in the first time she it was like she had been there for 10 years she was mm. acting like one she's of the yeah she comes in and the first time, never seen it before, and this shit a huge gash completely open. I was like, oh my God, this shark is not going to make it. And she came in and came straight into my chest and 
laid on the ocean floor and I'm like, who are you? So I, <laughs> no, it's the first time looking, I saw her. <laughs> wow. First time I saw her. She behaved like she'd been there forever and ever and ever. Mm. Yeah. And I know it's not Stumpy because Stumpy is way bigger girl. It's amazing girl is- behavior for a, for a shark, especially that doesn't know you or hasn't come across, to, to do that. I but know. must have seen how the other sharks were behaving around you. Been having a natter about it. <laughs> well, do they learn? You know, it's the same concept yeah. of the hooks. When I start removing hooks, other sharks that we never seen before show up with hooks. And this is not something like, you know, I'm not inventing this. I have Kevin there and he's on the wood and all of a sudden I say, hey, look, there's a new shark that we never saw before with a hook. And mm. we have, we also have one particular male that we know lives on a different part of the reef because we always see him there. He never comes on the dive and every time he does, he has a hook. And then after we move the hook, then he's gone again. <laughs> he only comes for that. Otherwise he right. stays on the other dive side. Typical male. Yeah. <laughs> just, just using. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So have you seen more hooks um, in the last year because things have returned to normal? Those are waves. Actually, it's been pretty good. I would yeah. have to say it's been still pretty reasonably good. We haven't had as many hooks as... Uh, I'm waiting now. July 4th weekend is going to be the test of time because oh, July yeah. 4th weekend yeah. is a big American holiday and we're such yeah. a spit away from Florida. But um, no, I'm actually... I've done dives where there's zero hooks for like dives weeks and weeks on end so that's good to hear yeah yeah yeah. that's good yeah yeah so what about um people of the water has that evolved are you still involved in that uh people of the water is still standing um we received uh, some more um people that are um sort of like creating we Mm -hmm. uh, combine with Belinda Bussotti and it's called art action and so they create art and the art for sales, give something to people of the water. In all honesty, I have to admit, we've been so busy with everyone else. I kind of like trudged along with people out the water. Um, we received some donations. I haven't used, it's kind of funny. We host all these people and I keep using, you know, personal funds to do everything. <laughs> um, so it is there with the intent of, of creating a little bit more of a structured program. But mm. at the moment for us, it's just quite a lot to manage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we have the support of like three little small companies, uh, small donations. Um, it's just figuring out a little bit that the next one. And my idea is I definitely want to use people of the water. My, my concept was the exploration part, but that mm. we have the dependence from the DEPP permits. So mm, we're taking a breather sense. on that one. And the biggest one for me is education. So mm-hmm. being able to have a uh, somewhat sustainable income from donations, which I haven't been able to, I'm learning, we're learning how to run a nonprofit. I have to admit, you know, it's actually more work and effort than I thought it would be. And then create a sustainable program that supports the education part. Like mm-hmm. I said, right now, we're still financing it out of our own business. Yeah. But eventually it would be cool to say, you know, for three times a year we do have a scholarship available for which you do apply and have a yeah um we can offer that because our capability of offering the scholarship is dependent on our business side right? yeah so we're still mm-hmm. offering the hosting about uh, six people a year or two weeks per person mm-hmm. uh leaving food uh, diving training all of that so it's quite a lot but eventually I want to be able to have it like on the website 
on people of the water for people to apply to with uh, three different levels. Uh, but that requires a, for a more direct commitment for someone to say, okay, let us sponsor your thing mm. every year, for example. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm working on it. I, I admit that is not uh, my forte, not yet. <laughs> well, all these things take time, don't yeah. they? It's just, yeah, there's any. Yeah, and right now we have a lot of very exciting projects. So it's yes. a lot to, yeah. to deal with right now as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what does the rest of the year hold? If you. <laughs> Kevin? Well, I'm, we're super busy with everything right now. So it's going to be a very exciting year. Next year, we have some very cool projects coming up as well. So I think we're doing. The rest of the year is, uh, this is our like our last and only break. Yeah. Um, we never really celebrated us getting married or being together. We, have been, we married on a town hall on one day and went back to work the next day. <laughs> Came home that evening and cooked a regular dinner. We had someone as a guest on our couch, I know. Uh, <laughs> and uh, she was there helping re rebuilding the YMCA. And I was like, oh, let's take New York as this uh, scholarship society, introduce you, and then to a couple of days. And then after that is we're literally going to the middle of December. We have a little well, breather. We have uh, November, Dima. Oh, November, we're into Dima. Yeah, but that's work. Dima, yeah. Mm -hmm. We're doing DMA in November, and we have a little window on the second half of July, but I'm pretty sure it might, it might get filled. And that's a cool part about what we're doing right now is uh, our schedule. Some people, when I did that, they were like, oh, no, you don't want to have abandoned the security and the established. And uh, it is sometimes you look at the calendar. I remember I was looking at the calendar. I said, oh, my God, I said, I said Kevin september october and november <laughs> and now i'm like huh hmm, uh wait uh, we only have 10 days in july and a little bit of time in october mm -hmm. yeah and then we'll take the usual break last year was my first and i will continue that um this has to do more with me in a certain way but also with kevin in another he helped me see that I always been like so obsessed with work yes, and with yeah. what I do that I forgo quite a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you remember, but my father passed away in 2019. He turned yeah. 80 in 2018. And that was the first birthday that I ever celebrated mm -hmm. of my entire diving career. Because to mm -hmm. me, it was like, oh, it's July work, uh, this part, that part. This is uh, when this is lined up. So I went home and did his 80th and then he passed away nine, nine months later. Mm -hmm. yeah. and it's not that I regret it is what it is but last year I was like you know what as my mom left um time is ticking I, I've I've put in a lot yeah. yeah and Kevin helped me with that so our decision is from now on um the Christmas holiday time it's our time yeah it's oh, good yeah and it's great to see you go back home yeah. you know to both your homes over Christmas it's just that yes. must have been um, really special yeah, last year I did five weeks. I've never taken five weeks mm. off in 30 years of working. Wow. And we did Denmark. Then I did Italy with my mom. Then Kevin came down. And then last year we split for Christmas. And then from now on, I will do Christmas with one family, Christmas, one family, Christmas, one family. And 
it's not a religious thing for me it's just like it's a very special holiday it always yeah. has very beautiful memories and i told them so unless somebody comes in and says wants to give us it 10 grand per day every day yeah. and make it really 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 worth it it's good that you're getting the balance right you know yes yes yeah yeah and, and i needed to see that balance with the moment i disconnected the moment i completely unplugged yeah i was just kind of like that is the part that is missing yeah, mm. yeah. yeah it's true yeah and i think yeah well we can say similar things yeah it just makes you reevaluate everything yes yeah, so. yeah yeah definitely well, and, you uh, did the we had the I, I am the the I do mentorships also online mentorships not only uh, physical ones because uh, you don't have so much time but I have a mentorship <laughs> from the Explorers Club uh, Dina and at that time you and Zuzu were there remember yes. and so I made them she's twenty four Zuzu's twenty four Kevin is twenty seven and I was 26. just like twenty six you're turning twenty seven <laughs> you're already, you're 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 more twenty seven than you are twenty six but I said talk to them. And so Kevin said something uh, very interesting. He said, you know, I said, you should try things. And then if they don't work, you just change uh, and try something else. Make yeah. sure obviously you try them and change it for the right reason. Sometimes it's not, try not to run away from things. But when I listened to him, I was like, it's true. I mm-hmm. said, so we're trying things. And then uh, if it doesn't work, we'll reevaluate. But that complete disconnect having that clean table in front of me it was very much the revaluation i personally needed yeah and it makes me go back to work much happier mm, being happy going, yeah. i am better we're better to our customers because uh, yes i'm not going to be available for christmas you know what uh, if you really really want to dive with us we're available for the other 10 months out of the year mm. yeah yeah. Sure. Yeah. Most I have people that reschedule. Mm-hmm. When when I say, sir, I'm not available, they'll find other dates. Um, but when we recharge that way with our families, with our loved ones, and then we come back, then we're ready to give 100%. Yeah. 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 But if you keep dripping, if you keep trickling and trickling and trickling and trickling, at a certain point, you will come and you'll find us depleted yeah that's right yeah 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 and you've got to it's variety as well isn't it It just yeah keep it stops the monotony of life yeah Yeah. keep going keep going yeah yeah Yeah. but no you can see that you're really happy and (laughs) tell by your smiles (laughs) it's just like yeah so I'm sure yeah it's uh, it's just really great watching your journey yeah definitely how are you getting on with social media because like um i know you you do you're you're busy on social media and that um and there seems to be like a forever growing number of platforms that seems to come about you know how do you find that the uh you're managing it better or not better but maybe differently over because like we find that you know we try and share stuff regularly don't mm. we but it's, time it takes so much time a lot doesn't it and that's you can it's not just always creating something it's all the sharing and the tagging in and things like that and you're probably more busy on it than what we are um how do you how do you find the balance how do you zero balance and <laughs> that one I don't so, know. that is the early morning so i have five platforms uh i do i have a facebook private which is yeah. 
and, and this is because of the story of Facebook and how you were not allowed to have more than 5,000 friends. I opened the Facebook public. Then I do uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. And then when all the other stuff start coming on, TikTok or Snapchat, mm -hmm. I kind of like hold back for a little bit and watch them. And so far, I haven't engaged in any of those ones. Right. Uh, furthermore, I also do the social media, two social media for people of the water. I curate three social medias for the Women Diver Hall of Fame as a volunteer job. And I also do the social media for another entity for free, just, just, yeah. just to help them out. Yeah. But for me, I had Gigi, she's sleeping on our couch right now. Yeah. And uh, she's like, she said, it's insane. She said, you post every day. So uh, has taken some work, but mm -hmm. I think I kind of like figure it out. Some of it is also watching the reaction of the crowds. I do not follow the time posting. Oh, you're supposed to post on Wednesday at 11 a.m. I'm like, I'm diving. So mine is a morning thing. Yeah. It's a morning and it's like sweep across the board. I finally were able to separate my private Facebook page where we are friends. I don't know if you know, this is more puppies, Kevin, Christina. <laughs> Sometimes there's a little bit of work and then the public has become really my educational yeah. Yeah. one on Facebook, which is really strong. Uh, very yeah. beautiful yeah. feedback, quite a lot of like hunt thousands of views and yes, yeah. uh, dozens of shares, like sometimes hundreds of shares on something. Yeah. Um, and I address certain things. I try to address the there and Instagram somewhat similar, but the crowd of Instagram is really funny. It shifted from the professional side to more the personal side. Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting mm -hmm. for me to notice because I engage with everyone. I answer, I like every comment, and I answer those minimum minimum four comments, and I answer appropriate questions. Now, if somebody is being a <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, inappropriate person, I just delete them. But in yeah. general, I answer all the questions or anything like that. Um, with Instagram, I realize there's a very much a component into the personal part, uh, body image, a female in the mm -hmm. workforce, in a male-dominated world stereotyping so it just goes beyond just the sharks in themselves which still has a pretty strong thing but it's more like who is the person behind behind this right uh twitter um twitter is great i mean twitter is like quick stuff no matter what i post it seems to go yeah. well got a lot of feedback back and forth the followers grow um by themselves be ready when i have a barking and uh, um LinkedIn is the one where I may find the, there we go, more like-minded people. We're the same people that were in the apartment before. <laughs> so, but I do post almost every day across all social media. And I let, to me, as part of it, is sometimes it could be a negative comment from someone. Sorry, guys. That's all right. <laughs> So sometimes there's a negative comment from swam, someone. It's like, you know what? I'm going to use that. Yeah. I'm going to use that as my educational post for today. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. the last post that I did was like this girl wrote, oh, sharks are vapid and stupid creatures. If they didn't bite people, nobody would worry about sharks. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to actually do a post about that. Yeah about how they're now vapid and stupid and all that. So yeah, so please uh, keep sending some negative feedback so I can actually use it for <laughs> education. Mm, I also have the really negative, aggressive people. Those, yeah. Yeah. those 
those yeah. were done. But yeah, you and you've not had daily. Fair share of like comments and things like that. And you, you know, and you you handle like it well, and you just delete, have to delete block. Don't you? Yeah, yeah, delete block. Um, Some of I, those are just not worth the time it takes. It's no. just mm. it's not worth it. Just move on. I try. I really try to educate everyone. And I've even gone through some people. But when they start with certain comments mm-hmm. and then they turn around and make it sound like you were the, you know, the bitch on the block. And it's just kind of like, no, no, no. Did you start it with a word and exclamation marks and question marks and challenging even, you know, like oh, what you're writing? I found on the Internet, you know, what you're yeah. saying is not true. You know, because you've only been in the water 28 years with the sharks. So I, Internet warrior, know better than you. So when they start like that, it's just like, yeah, you know where it's going to go. It's just, yeah. yeah. I have now a faction from Australia that I'm trying to purge out. They're just like, and and then I sit there and I just look at them and I just kind of like, don't you have anything better to do? You know, save your forest, your koalas, take your drum lines off, you know, just like you have to come and attack a couple of people. They're doing nothing but like petting and touching a bunch of sharks who they didn't want to be pet they wouldn't be pet because right. if they yeah. don't want to be touched, you don't force a two and a half meter animal to lay in your lap, no. right? We're not hooking them. We're not tagging them. We're not doing anything with them. We're just working with them and promoting a different image. And you come there from Australia, petty party, and then just like, did you have anything better to do? You know, just go and worry about, you know, industrial fit. And, and those people is just like, you know what? You do not deserve. Yeah. No, my time. Just block. Yeah. 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 No, it's true. Yeah, but yeah, it's always a challenge. Social media. Yes, I mean, last night we were talking with the new scholar, and she said, "Oh, I feel like the imposter syndrome," and I'm kind of like, "Well, join the club." (laughs) (laughs) Um, Same as like you get 96 positive comments and one negative comment, and you sweat. That you know your heart rate races a little, and you sweat a little bit. I'm like, oh. This person doesn't like what I do. Why? What what did I do wrong? And it's just like, you know what? You can't please everyone. And no, this person is not that this doesn't like what they do. That's one of the things I think we need to learn because it seems like it's always that one negative that fills the most, even though and triggers. Yes, even though we have 99 beautiful comments, then it's that one. And it's it shouldn't that one shouldn't affect you that much when you have so many good ones. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's always that one negative that affects. I don't know if you experience the same. Do you get negative comments? um we we kind of occasionally we do don't we really? yeah you, well, you probably get more com more of it than yeah. i than yeah. i i don't really get much you you seem to get more comments yeah you? but and then maybe like resentment a little yeah. bit as generally yeah towards the podcast but yeah yeah is but i don't I, think we i've get always too- took it as a as a as a mark of success to be honest because i remember when we started this and there was comments, and I and I well, they're really looking, about it. <laughs> yeah. and I said, "Well, it's great to have the feedback." Just yeah. means we work harder. <laughs> I mean, you know, what we do, I know, it's very controversial in a way, and yeah. uh, what we do is, uh, uh, in quote unquote, for people, very scary, both the caves and the sharks. Mm. So we see also, you know, the expert opinions. I've had someone I remember on LinkedIn that says, "Oh, you, I put, did a post about cave diving," and and he's like, "Oh, if you cave." dive long enough you're going to die 
you know, and I was just actually thinking, gee, thanks. Uh, good morning to you too. You know, I'm just like, yeah. I mean, that is a very ill thing to say to someone who cave dives for a living. Oh, if you cave dive long enough, you're going to die. I said, well, I hope you're not to die in my sleep. It's kind of like traditionally in my family. So hope to actually inherit that from <laughs> yeah. the ones that have done that already. Some... And, and it was like, no. And then I said, I said, I said, I said, that's very offensive. I said, that's actually very ill wishing. And he says, well, you know, I went with this dive masters in a cave in Turkey and we nearly died. And I was just like, hold on right there. I said, yeah. you were an untrained diver on a single tank with an untrained dive master going where you were not supposed to go. Yeah. So your experience that not, does not make it the reality of the fact yeah. of being a trained cave diver, right? And so that is part of sometimes the comments that we receive mm, yeah. you can delve a bit deeper I, yeah. um i take pride in what we've achieved and, and what we do it takes a lot of hard work um and it's thanks to Gemma's organization um that we've got as far as what we have um because i'm not organized at all um and, uh, and i'm first to admit it if it weren't for Gemma, we would not got this far at all and it's team uh, effort. It's it a teamwork. He's a team. The person, not the chatty person. We've had there's there's been you know you you listen to people talking, and um, I'm going to mention so I won't mention their name, but I had to pull somebody aside at a show because I didn't agree with their comments that they were making publicly. Not so much about us, but the things that they were saying generally. And it was very, they thought it was being talking about the diving community, but actually what they were saying is very divisive. It's actually talk, they were talking about them. Themselves and, only. And yeah. them only and forgetting about the rest of the diving community and, the, and everyone else who are doing what they can to, you know, uh, highlight certain things in the diving world and in the marine world you know and there's there's a lot of people out there yourselves us we could you know look at you know on social media who are the regular people who are putting a lot of hard work in lot and sharing and this person was making a point of actually going against all that and and it was a t I didn't well, I wasn't quite sure whether to do it or not I did. You did. <laughs> and this person's well respected and well, uh, well, very well known in the diamond community. And we're kind of considered as newbies, you know, but I just thought, you know what, I actually, you know, take pride, you know, we are going to be about for, for, for the foreseeable future and beyond, I very much hope. And, you know, we should defend what we do. And by taking this person aside and having the word in their ear, so actually, I don't agree with, and actually done it twice, um, and said, actually, I don't agree with the things that you say. Um, and because do you realize how that comes over? You're actually basically saying that none of us matter. exist mm -hmm. and none of us matter. That's what you're saying. And that this person actually took it quite badly. You were defensive, weren't yes. you? Yes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. it had to, it was had the right said, thing to do. Yeah. Because if you don't make a stand, then you have to protect yourself. And you have to, uh, I think, especially Just, when you see all the hard work that you're putting in. Two um, days ago, 
I had someone post them twice and, and that's a little Australian faction because I think I'm stupid as well, but uh, I don't, I can actually find you. But like they, they start posting these comments like, oh, Christina Zanato is just in for the business. So she's not this and she's not a conservation. I'm like, she's in for the money of exploiting sharks. And I'm kind of like, um, there's a professional side yeah. for which I need to make money, for yes. which I need to make a living. And I do apologize, but actually just because sharks make money, that's the reason why the Bahamas protect them. Furthermore, with the money we make, I said we host about six physical people per year. Yeah. At two weeks per person, everything included, never mind the hundreds of hours of yeah. Zoom conversations and educations and all of that. What have you done recently to mm -hmm. support the marine ecosystem? To So, yes, I am a business. We are a business. Yeah, because you are. We have yeah. to put food on the table. We have to maintain ourselves. And that's how we make a living. We're not exploiting sharks. The sharks are part of our business as much as are part of our love. But that was the, you know, the gist to say, oh, you're just a business person. I'm like, no, I actually genuinely, you know how many job offers we have given up that does not fit with our passion. Mm. And it's just like, oh, you're a business person and you have, you know, you guys should not be so supportive of such a person. It's like, well, what is the last scholar you hosted? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it's right. Putting it in perspective, isn't it? It is. It's just, it is. Yeah, people have a very blinkered road. You've got to carry on doing what you're doing, and but you know, sometimes you have York. to. You have. You, I don't think it's defend yourself. Is more like make a stand. Yes. Yeah. yeah totally agree. Uh, we. I had the other one. You know, I had someone once. I was uh, talking to an instructor, and she bought this mask. She said, "Oh, it doesn't work." And I said, "Well, it's not really the mask for you." I said, "Why didn't you go with the other mask?" She said, "It was a little bit too expensive." And I said, "Well, that's the mask." I said, "That actually works better for your face." And someone else barged in, and she said, "Well, you speak English because you're sponsored." I was like, "One moment." I said, "I bought my gear for 22 years before yeah. the first." sponsors approached me and said oh wow i've been seeing you using my gear for the last 10 years and you're doing so good for the scuba industry so people also don't look at the history mm. no. so her first approach was like well you speak so easily about the most expensive mask because you're sponsored i'm like you're joking right i said i bought gear scuba gear i have boxes and boxes of gear for 22 years before <laughs> the first manufacturer said hey we would like yeah. to help you out the tip of the iceberg yeah so it's not, but it's not defending is sometimes you have to say certain things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And keep on doing one. what we're doing. And at a certain point, keep yeah. on doing what we're doing. Like, thank goodness is swipe left. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just block. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just like, yeah. yeah. No, it's a, no, but you just got to keep positive and yeah. Yeah, carry yeah. on. I love Absolutely. what you guys do. You have brought in something. If I had started this podcast, this big scuba podcast, I could have not brought in what you brought in. Gemma's journey into the diving, yeah. right? The difficulties, the curiosity. Um, yeah, as a seasoned diver, I was watching a sound. This person was like, oh, look, she, you know, in a certain way, a little bit uh, hard ass or a little bit, you know, like a calluses. I was just kind of like, oh, wow, you know, she just discovered that. And I'm like, oh, that is actually really amazing because I would never be able to transfer that again. Yeah. Uh, I have lost that. It's yeah. gone. It's a scale gone off my skin because I'm a little bit like Scar, the fish in Finding Nemo, you know, with a little bit of Scar <laughs> around my face. And so as I start following your journey, I'm like, how amazing that Gemma is actually sharing being a newbie. 
yeah. and what it means being a newbie because I kind of like I somewhat know but no matter how much I'm going to try to share it it will not come across the same way because people will go oh well you know you have 28 years experience you have no idea what it means being a newbie I'm like well no I do because I did all these courses through my life yeah. but that perception is there but Jamie is genuinely was genuinely a newbie yeah and it's like, oh, this is what I stumble across. And I'm like, how cool is that? There's a part of the population that are related to you and to your journey and to your relationship that in a certain way, I have somewhat lost. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I have evolved. Yeah. Yeah, but we're all at different levels, you know. Yeah. yeah new diver and then, you know, your professionalism, but you're always learning. Because what are you on now? 50, but you don't need to be... 53. 53 dives. Yeah, and you don't need to be to 20,000 dives, 28 years experience to do the big school of podcast. That's my point. Mm. My point is the big school of podcast works because Gemma has. Yes. From zero to 53 dives. It's part of the journey. Yes, you invite us and we talk about all the other things, but it's also that other part. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly right. Yeah, and there's always new things like we've just got a camera and, you know, now diving, holding a camera. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, yeah, I didn't ever have thought that it would be possible like at the beginning because she's just worrying about yeah. everything else. But, yeah. you know, now it's, you know, it's just a new thing to learn yeah it's just something yeah. to learn yeah and share get... that share that journey because there are those people that just bought their first camera yeah, mm. yeah. And they're struggling with the same things and it's very inspirational for them to have someone yeah. to, to do the journey with in a certain way yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. you know and then exactly and diving with live seals you know that's a new experience <laughs> as well yeah. and just like yeah and you just so think... don't worry about the calluses old-fashioned people that... <laughs> <laughs> Right. no got to make our own path and uh, yeah. yeah enjoy yeah. it at the same time yeah 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 so but no it's pretty good yeah <laughs> so, brilliant yeah well it's been great catching up with you that has just, uh, yeah yeah so. can't believe it's been a year since we last all spoke it goes so fast every time we say it does yes thank goodness i see that's a good positive part of social media oh, definitely i'll be like hey did you see what jim and ian are doing oh wow look at that <laughs> they have the diving van and now you know like and it's actually <laughs> that's a positive part of social media sometimes you kind of like connect with someone and you yeah. feel like uh, um you haven't left off a year ago there is that evolutionary well part. you still see what they what you've been doing for the last year so it doesn't feel like it's been a year no no no, no. No, so. and it's great having other people follow us and interact with us because people and we even got recognised, didn't we? And yeah, that's weird. Just like, Whoa. <laughs> that was that was a bit strange, wasn't it? Yeah, somewhere completely different in England. Oh, so I think, do I know you? They went, you'd be, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I got stopped in an airport in Turkey. I was transiting back from India. I was in Istanbul airport. And yeah. this girl comes around, you know, comes around me. She stops in front of me. She goes, you are Christina Zanato. I was just like, I was like, uh, <laughs> yes. I recognize her from the malas you're wearing on your wrist and your Instagram account. And oh, I was wow. just like, hi. And she introduced herself. She was a passionate shark lover, follower. And I had Ooh. a few hours. And so we sat in the airport and chatted. Oh, nice. Yeah, but everybody gains from that as well. You've got that experience, you know, that moment. It's weird though. Because it's like, <laughs> it is weird. Know you? It is a little bit you. weird. I like. Um, <laughs> I never think that people will recognize me sometimes the way they do in some circles. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm still very anonymous. Yeah, but then that's a good thing. You know, diving is not just diving; it covers everything, and you know that's what we try and promote. You know, it's this is what I was talking to Honey about the other day. 
because like honey's now had her 12th birthday and she's she said to me um, it started a few weeks ago because she's really done seal team and um we were in the pool uh practicing with the camera weren't we? yeah and she loves the water and she was just like yeah. she took the camera and she was away with it in the we pool. didn't see it anymore no and, <laughs> um, and i that's what we that's very we kind of chatted about it um before but she really wants to learn and uh which is really cool and i said to her you know you never know where diving leads once you you get your open water certificate that is just like a license of right where is life now going to take you because you don't know and we've had so many people come on yourselves you know with countless people that diving has suddenly opened up another life another where they can then go that's what happened with Kevin right yeah I mean I completely changed my life when I got that license I was like oh wow I can do all of this and but then you went from you came to me because of sharks and then I fell in love with the caves absolutely fell in love with the caves and the technological part and then all of a sudden is uh, the camera and the camera and the technological and, part and then never went home <laughs> <laughs> well it just keeps expanding as soon as you get the license it just unfolds in front of you there's yes. so many yeah. paths you can go down yeah yeah yeah. yeah, my son's not so keen. He, I think he's he has done SEAL team and that, but I kind of, I said, you ought to come, and he's like, no, nah, I'll leave it today. He's more into football at the minute. Yeah, but there's but, time, um, isn't yeah. it? Everybody's got their different timeline. She's just like, oh, I want to learn, I want to learn. So, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, be another little scuba journey. Yeah, yeah, I will. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They cannot all follow your journey. You know, you'll find along the way, Ian, like I, I never had kids. I, I want the kids. My kids are these scholars or these young people that come and stay. Yeah. And then, uh, good friends, my friends, uh, Elisa said that once. I remember once I was just sitting and we were having lunch. I was like 40 something, 40. And I sat there and I said, do you think I said I made a mistake? You know, it was just one of those days. I said, I mm. should have had a kid. And uh, and she said, which well, is your kids, your own blood might not follow your footsteps. They might grow up to never even want to dive. Last night we were okay. talking with the Women Dive Hall of Fame. Her daughter does not dive. She does mm. blogs about art and culture in New York. Yeah. And mm. Kathy Wig is uh, this enormous diver who actually does uh, trains scouts. So she does uh, hundreds of scouts. Mm. So young people, her daughter doesn't dive. Mm-hmm. so your kids are the pe- the young people that you have hosted and trained and i welcome on your couch so um they're the like-minded kids yeah yeah so in a certain way you know your son might not follow those footsteps but it might follow into some something else yeah so. yeah that's right. and maybe i come back to it yeah it might do the guitar underwater yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no that's really good brilliant all right. Okay, Dougie. Well, it's been, like you say, it's been absolutely brilliant. Um, you've got a great night ahead by the sound of it. Yes. We actually had a great day. We need to figure it out the luggage now and uh, figure it out. Well, I hope it yeah. turns up. Central Park was worth a visit. Go see where the, where um, they sang uh, Strawberry Fields. That's what yeah, I mean, I've been in New York dozens of times. The yeah. friends that we're staying with, I used to oh, visit cool. every year. This is it's my first time. So before we got here, I was training my neck, you know, to yeah. look up all the time. I know. You <laughs> do I that as thing. a tourist in New York. <laughs> See, well, I, we, we, we've got no skyscrapers here. And no. I remember my first time in New York. And I remember looking up and then looking up more and thinking, 
oh my god they're in the they're in the clouds it was funny when when we came when we were landing with the plane as we were coming in i was like oh that's a giant building oh that one is bigger oh that one's even bigger (laughs) it's it's, amazing it's amazing when you come in yeah but that's what my friend told me is this around he said he says you know the joke that we new yorkers have is how do you recognize a tourist in new york because <laughs> they walk around like that because New Yorkers so don't even pay attention to it they just go straight and look forward but like tourists are like <laughs> I felt a bit intimidated a little bit when I, I always I had this real queasy feeling when I went to New York because it just like felt like you know, I, I, I just come from the country in, in Bungie, you know. It's Bungie. And that, you know, we don't have to build it. And to go to New else. York was such a big, you know, that was amazing to see the, all these buildings. But it's almost like being in a village. That like The cool part about New York that I love, mind you, we're in Chelsea, so it's really nice. It's almost like you're in a village in the city. So there's like availability mm. of everything at all time and a land of plenty and everything. But the neighborhoods are distinct and like really like a tiny town in the middle of this humongous metropolis right yeah but busy if you go you know through Times square is very touristy but to me the feeling of new york city and that's what i love coming here is like it's almost like in a small town within the abundant availability of this humongous Mm. metropolis and that is the love of walking and walking through new york is easy manhattan we're in manhattan my favourite building was the Flatron building, which was originally the world's tallest building. Yes. When that when that was built. Not anymore. I loved um, sit, just sitting by the window and just watching the world go by. It was amazing. Yeah. Just awesome. It's like you're in a film set. Awesome, and that was at it? night, and the place didn't go quiet at all. No. It's just like, Last oh. night we walked from the Explorer's Thought back here. It's like 66 blocks or something. Wow. Yeah. Alive. Yeah. Almost missing was daylight. There's people, there are people working on buildings or people um, jackhammering the roads. <laughs> there were clubs open, restaurants open, stores yeah. open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, All hope right. you have a fab time tonight. And, yep. uh, yeah. Thank you. Yes. We so thank you very much for coming on. It's been yeah. really good seeing you both. And, uh, you know, we'll keep following you and liking and sharing. Yeah. And Great for having us again. It's so yeah. cool. Yeah, it's great to see you so happy and, yeah, just so much on as well. We should hopefully get out there one day to (laughs) see you properly. Be good. Well, we might see you next year. Yeah, we're coming to to the UK for the uh, dive show in March. 2023. Yeah, 2023. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we'll see you there. I can't remember the dive show name, but... Go diving. Go diving. Uh, UK dive show, it's called. Uh, if it's in March, that's the Go Diving with Scuba Diver magazine. Yes, Mark Evans. Yeah. Yes, Mark yes. Evans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I'm going to be attending that one as one of the speakers. Oh, so brilliant. Coming up. Yeah. We'll, we'll be there. Yeah, we'll be there. Oh, cool. Perfect. Yeah, we'll be there. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be so good. Yeah, 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 that'll be good. We'll see you then. All right. Yeah. All right. See you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. See you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks a lot. Now that does wrap up today's episode of the Big Scuba podcast. But if you want to hear more from the podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button depending on what platform you are listening on. That way you will never miss an episode from us. But if you are listening on Apple Podcasts and did enjoy what you heard today, we would really appreciate it 
if you head to the show page to leave a five-star rating and review. It really does help us. If you do, please take a screenshot of that review and send it to us on Instagram and we'll give you a shout out to say a big thank you. If you have any questions for us or anything that has been mentioned in today's episode, be sure to reach out to us on any of our social media platforms or send us an email. The links are in the show notes. We will get back to you no matter what. If you have made it to this point in the episode, we both want to say a big, big thank you for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode.